Look at that logo there. Oh, we got a flag hanging out. What's going on, fellas? Oh, Brian, you're still muted. How about now? Now you're good. Let's go, baby. Old stream yard. You never know what you're going to get. Welcome (laughs) in tonight, guys. It's great to have you both. I haven't had an episode in a couple weeks almost, so it's good to get get fresh with you as well. I mean, I can tell it's going to be a good time already. (laughs) Yep. We appreciate you taking the time to have us from the show, really. We do. Hey, man, more the merrier. The more we collaborate, the more we network, the better this thing is going to be. That's the way I feel about it. You know, it's oh, 100%, man. We're here yeah. for the sport. We're here for the love. And you guys, you're covering more than just XFL or spring football. So you got a little extra there that I don't have. Oh, yeah, man. We're, we're all over. And we'll definitely dive into that in a little bit. But, yeah, Texas talking football covers a little bit of everything, man. Sounds good. Yeah, let's, let's get on that. Tonight I got Brian Davis. And Jason Leroy, they got SAJ and BD in the house. What's up, fellas? They have their own show, Texas Talking Football. Now, they do co-host on Hordes Forward Podcast as well. And I'll have all that going at the bottom, guys, so they can find you. Trying to get the word out about these creators a little bit. Get some, some eyes on them, showcase them. They've got some good work. they got some good conversations flowing. And they really bring some content to the table, so... I look forward to seeing what you guys do. And I mean, I'm here to support your work. Keep it up. Very cool. 100% we appreciate that, man. Again, as you said, in this industry, when it's, you know, it's a fan driven industry, it's all about what we can do to support each other. Right. And there's a lot of people out there talking a lot of good stuff. And we want to make sure that just like you're doing for us, we're doing for you as well. We want to share the good content from the good creators out there. Right. So the XFL Insider podcast has been a great source of information for a lot of people. And we want to make sure that, you know, for maybe some of our fans who don't know about this podcast, that they have an opportunity to come check this out as well. Because, again, right, this is a a great source of of, uh, information. You've had some wonderful guests on. Unfortunately, you're stuck with us tonight. But again, just just great, great stuff. So whatever we can do to help each other out, we're all about that. Sounds good. Now, since since you guys are pretty, you you know about the the live scene. You know how it works. Oh yeah. So we'll be. I'll be integrating content and and questions and comments from different people as the night goes. I, so if I do stop you, don't think I'm being rude. But I know you guys. This yeah. is kind of how you do your conversation oh, style yeah. as yeah, well. Yeah, we do so. the same. So some people I have on, they don't really like that. You know, they stop their idea, they stop the talking, and then they kind of forget what they're saying. But with us, I feel like it'll help the conversation flow even better. So I'm going to roll through some comments. But, man, while I do this, guys, tell me more about your backgrounds. I don't care who starts, whatever you like. Uh, but I just want to know more about you, where you come from, and why you started doing it, what you're doing. Brian, you want me to take this one? Start it out with? Uh, you know what? I'll take it. Go for it. Um, well, so kind of the background between uh, uh, me and Jay is, I mean, we've been friends for probably 15 years. Uh, started working together and just kind of, uh, I mean, we, we, we went from, uh, uh, work friends to friends that work together. So, uh, started realizing we both, you know, really like football, really liked, uh, the same kind of music. So we'd go to shows together and, you know, just like I said, over the course of the 15 years, we just developed a hell of a friendship. Um, you know, kind of started this thing, uh, the podcast, we were, you know, kind of announced that the the uh, Brahmas XFL is going to get the team in San Antonio. So we're like, you know, we talk about football all the time, just between me and him. Hell, let's just start a podcast and talk about football, you know, 
once a week for an hour or more. And so that's kind of how it started. Yep. Now, that actually does go a little bit deeper than that. Brian did leave out some some stuff that was really kind of critical as far as influencing what we wanted to do with our show. So Brian and I were friends, you know, obviously for a long, long time now. Uh, we used to go to the San Antonio Talons indoor football games um, back, you know, when the AFL was still kind of semi around. Um, we're not talking about the new iteration that, you know, who knows what's going to happen with that train wreck, but, um, then we didn't have football for a while. Right. So it was pretty much us, you know, watching football, you know, professional football. Brian is a, is a diehard Cowboys fan and he's a realistic Cowboys fan. So he's not going to be the guy that says this year's our year every single year. And then, you know, doesn't make it into the playoffs. And then me, of course, as you can tell, I'm a diehard fan. I was born in Milwaukee, grew up down here in San Antonio. Um, we, we survived the catch, no catch debacle, right? <laughs> Friends, even after that, we, we, we were actually watching that game together. So yeah. did you fight? It doesn't count. No. Unless you fist fight. <laughs> Who no. <won? laughs> no, Brian and I both agreed at the time, even that that call should have been ruled a catch, but because of the way the rules read, it was not a catch. Now, all that saying is that there was a bad rule, right? Because you can't have games decided on bad rules like that. And we, we've talked about that several times. In fact, just two weeks ago when uh, the Packers <laughs> played the Chiefs and how the yeah. Green uh, how Green Bay got away from uh, with that defensive uh, P.I. call, right? And then two plays before it, uh, the Chiefs were gifted with that uh, unnecessary roughness call. Like, just the officiating this year has been horrible. But we can get into that a little bit later. We're talking about background, <laughs> right? <laughs> Brian and I started going to the Commanders games. Um once we found out about the commanders and and absolutely fell in love with the team, bought into everything the AAF was selling, uh, we went out and we got 50-yard line seats on the visitor side because it was cheap, right? Um, the home side was like probably a good $30 more per ticket. And Brian and I, you know, and we're not made of money, so we wanted great seats, but, you know, we wanted it to be cheap. So we figured we'll sit in the opponent's side and it'll be fine. You know, the, the, you know, the 12 fans that actually do show up, they're not going to say anything. It'll be fine. Um, and then that we actually, found our true passion. <laughs> yeah. That actually is what started, uh, Brian and I kind of being the loud mouths of the South, if you will, like our whole job is bashing the opponents for, you know, the 90 minutes that they're there in the game. Yeah. As soon as they come out on the field, we're razzing them and we're giving everybody crap. Um, this year, uh, with the XFL, Brian and I's claim to fame, and I've really got to give credit to Brian for this one, our BD. Um, if you go back and watch the Houston Texans, uh, I'm sorry, the, the, the Houston Roughnecks game versus San Antonio in San Antonio, if you listen closely, you're going to hear a chant that Brian started, and it specifically was, Wade, you suck. Go back and listen <laughs> to that game. Brian started that. Because of that, every interview after that, they – went all the way down to the player entrance tunnel to do the coach interviews because of no this guy. That. This yeah. Here. yeah. Now, now going back to the commanders games, right? We were hundred percent all in. Um, don't mind my co-host here. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we bought into everything. We started doing a whole bunch of stuff. Um, what we weren't doing at the time is we weren't actively involved in any podcasts. We jumped in on a couple of them, but we didn't really get involved. Um, there was a, there was a podcast that was going on here in San Antonio that, that covered it. Um, and they were okay, 
But Brian and I had had several conversations about, man, we would have done this differently. We would have done that differently, whatever. Um, then the whole debacle happened with the AAF and everything fell apart and we had nothing left, right? So then our passion turned to the San Antonio Gunslingers when they came back to town as an arena football team. Now, keep in mind, USFL had the San Antonio Gunslingers back in the 1980s. This is a little bit different. They're trying to draw from some of that, that nostalgia, if you will, but a little bit, you know, a little bit different because, again, it's indoor football. While we were at some of these games and, and watching them start out in a horse barn, basically, to get to the <laughs> Freeman Coliseum, um, we're like, man, you know, there might be some content here. There might be some things for us to talk about. So then, like Brian said, once, you know, we found out about the XFL and San Antonio getting a team and everything, we were like, look now's the time we've talked about it we've said we're going to do things differently now it's time for us to do things actually differently and so we have and so that gave birth to texans talking football where we really try try and talk about all things football from a texas perspective right because we've got you know we've got high school football we've got college football you know we've got arena ball we've got xfl we even have a usfl team um we've got you know three different uh tiers of arena ball just in and of itself right texas is like the mecca when it comes to football so there's plenty of content for us to talk about um but then that also kind of led to us doing the horns forward podcast where we partnered up with uh uh 210 uh bramacita uh king mars and uh the mariachi of san antonio where we we focus on the san antonio brahmas and then some things xfl right because we want it we want to try and keep it you know that that focus on the team and really kind of do what we can to help drive that organization whereas with with texans talking football it's more just you know two buddies sitting around talking football that's exactly what it is we're like man we've been doing this for years you know why don't we just sit in front of a camera and do it for for a little while understood i mean that's it's it's valuable unless you're getting on there ranting but some people are listening obviously well it'll grow more there's there's a few of that sometimes we, too we do have a segment Cowboys did. you know what there may be one tomorrow so you know yeah. <laughs> we we do have a segment called do better right in which i do go off on things uh not in a bad way but it's really a challenge for like the ex the, the i'm sorry the nfl officials right that one specifically this year just how many plays that they've missed like the uh the uh offsides call right from the from the chiefs game where they got not uh offensive offsides which hasn't happened in like 300 years in football right um but then the the dolphins did the exact same play and they didn't get called right that so that led to to one of the uh, do better segments in which we kind of called the nfl yeah. officials out and i understand they've got a tough job right just consistency across the board. If you're going to call something in one game, call it in every game. If you're not, if you're going to let the players truly play, then just let them play. Like don't, don't nickel and dime these players to death. Let them make their money or don't let them make their money. Just be consistent. So there you go. Do better folks. Do better. (laughs) I could rant right along with you about the NFL. I'm a saints fan. So let that speak for itself right now man y'all won last week so oh we've been been calling that it's it it, it's been years of it i'm not giving any more my money until we figure something out that's my (laughs) thinking at this point well i'm gonna say to that that i really had high expectations for you guys with Derek carr 
um, because I really thought that Derek Carr uh, was kind of uh, handicapped in Vegas. So, and I so wanted to see him just blow up this year, and that has not happened, and so I apologize. It's not your <laughs> fault, but I know whose fault it is. But anyway, let's move forward. Yep. Uh, so you guys are on Horns Forward podcast as well. Let's talk about – I'll tell you what. Let's talk about Horns Forward first, and then we'll get into Texas talking Texans talking football. How did you guys get started on Horns Forward? I know I've watched it numerous times. It's a pretty popular one amongst the San Antonio folks. I know they watch it pretty heavily. I'm going to pull it up on the screen as well. But, yeah, what's yes. your guys' role there? And I guess how did you get started doing that with them? So, initially, it started uh, with me and Jorge and Jackie and DJ, right? Um, so, DJ King Mars, uh, the Mariachi Brahma, which is Jorge, uh, there's – there's SAJ, right? Getting them guns going. And then Brian, the eggplant. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's a whole story that we will get into. But um, in, in that regard, you know, it started out us four. And um, it really was just something that we started from the San Antonio Brahms XFL fan page uh, as part of the admin group. Just different ways to try and engage the fan base and, and keep them involved and keep them interested and, and really kind of help sell tickets. Right. And that it started out great, right? It was, it was the four of us and we were always having a good time. We were cutting up. Um, Jorge and I are, are more kind of like the, uh, the colorful commentators, if you will. Uh, DJ's more kind of the straight man and Jackie's the one who kind of, you know, does, a lot of the admin and keeps us on track and keeps us together uh, because without her, we would be completely lost. Um, but then we started having scheduling issues in which, you know, maybe one or two people couldn't make it. And, you know, there was, there was always like an empty gap and we never wanted to do a show with less than three people. So that's where Brian kind of stepped in because again, we were already doing uh, the horns for, I mean, the uh, Texans talking football podcast. And it was like, you know, we were looking for, you know, somebody to kind of step in and I'm like, Hey, what about Brian? I mean, I already know how to work with the cat. You know, you guys know what to expect from him. So we invited him in and then his appearances started kind of becoming more and more and more. And then eventually we sat down and had a conversation and said, look, it's working, right? Let's just make him official. And it really was Jackie that brought that up, but it was my idea to come up with the crazy video to introduce him because Brian didn't have his cartoon character yet. So I'm like, what if, we did the eggplant. It's a whole inside joke and everything. I won't waste your time, you know, explaining it. Um, <laughs> but it was you. like, why don't we do like this really yeah. awkward music transition and an eggplant? And Jackie said, say less. And she created that masterpiece. She should get an Emmy for that thing. Okay? I'm just glad we we rolled it up on it live. That's the best right. way to do it, you know? Dude, it is so perfect. It, it's so perfect to the point where... I don't even know that we're going to introduce a cartoon character for Brian. I think it's yeah. just going to stay the eggplant. For the Jay rest and of Jorge would just want to keep that as as the intro. You know, they they don't want to give me a, a cartoon character. Yeah. Now, Brian is a a little bit of a and 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 not to speak for Brian, but Brian's style works because he's kind of a little bit of a mix between the antagonist and the protagonist. Right? He can get rowdy. He can get a little bit crazy. He can talk some trash. But he also takes a much more mellow approach to things, whereas me, I'm you know high energy all the time. Um, Brian can be that, or he can just be laid back and, and just kind of work with uh, Jackie and everything. The nice thing is, 
is that you you see the synergy that we all have on the show, right? We didn't know each other before we started doing the fan fests on our own. We literally all met at the fan fest that we threw uh, back in in what is it December of twenty two. Yeah, um, it was it was a year ago just uh i think like december 5th or whatever it just came across you know yeah. the uh the anniversary of it surprised mm-hmm. you guys don't have pictures on here that's what i was looking for we're we're there somewhere probably not the eggplant just because it's the <laughs> eggplant we might i think, I think the only crowd. picture we've got of us is just that one that uh i think you showed it earlier the when we were at the the dome for yeah. the lone star club yeah, yeah right here yeah well and we've done Jackie um, and Jorge have been really great about doing events to support, you know, the the podcast and the fan base, right? They're, and, they're and good. The website, yeah. yeah. Um, so Jackie did the uh, back to school drive, and Jorge uh, helped put together that trunk or treat event that we did. Um, and we're actually going to be doing another event in uh, in Houston on January thirteenth, but that's not really us. I mean, we're we're in a more of a supportive role, and we can talk about that in a little bit. Um, but again, you know, Brian was brought in kind of after we had established ourselves and, and, and run for a little while. So he didn't really get to be a part of a lot of these events, all that to say, you know, this next year, when, when we, you know, kick the season off again and start Mm -hmm. doing all these crazy events and everything, he's going to be right there center stage with the rest of us. So y'all do a really good job. I'm impressed by horns forward in general. And I'm glad and blessed to meet you guys from the side as well. But before I even knew of any of you, you know, I knew the things that you were doing. I knew what you were doing to help folks and just Mm -hmm. help the teams, help the communities. You really, y'all have really implanted yourselves in as, as a fan driven, you know, media base. So it's pretty cool. Keep doing what you're doing. And And I'll tell you, Jackie, who, I mean, we've had, we haven't had XFL football in since May and, you know, I think Jackie's been one of the the main reasons we've kind of had shows just getting, you know, kind of scheduling guests and, and just all the, you know, the whole team before that, you know, yep. before I jumped on, but coming up with the, the fans of the league, uh, the super fans and all that stuff. And, you know, I mean, it's, we, we had our, our last show of the year, you know, this past Friday and we haven't had football in, in seven months. So, yep. Yeah, I feel you guys. It's it's crazy the way it all worked out. Even for me, I'm the same route. It's like we're still having a show. We haven't had any spring football in how long? It's been yeah. a while. But, but anyway. you know, that's one thing that's good about you know just the Texans talking football is we talk about it all. So we've always got something we can make oh, a show about. Something. Yeah, can you throw up that comment from John? Yeah, yeah. Hold up, let me get it back. Oh. My bad. Well, that's okay. So the questions about Horn Four, yeah, let's let's, yeah. let's do that. If you guys have questions about the merge and stuff, fans at home, if you're watching, I'm saving them till the end. Okay, so I've got you, you highlighted. <laughs> if it's something related to anything else, please ask away. If I see it, I'll click it. But just like everyone else, I kind of get sucked into the conversation. Oh yeah. So or Jan, I'm sorry. I thought it said John. My bad. I probably should be wearing my glasses, and I refuse to. <laughs> um. So. The question is, uh, have we gotten any help or assistance from the PC or ticketing group in San Antonio or the XFL? Yes and no. Okay. And I say that because our our ticket rep, uh, James Carr, 
who really has been an absolute godsend for the community here in San Antonio, as far as the, mm -hmm. the San Antonio Brahmas. Um, he tirelessly is out doing uh, everything he can from, you know, different, you know, meet and greets, uh, you know, where he's going to schools and, and, you know, handing out stuff to the kids or out in the community, you know, uh, at different fundraisers. And, and he's always there representing the Brahmas. He even officiated a wedding for some friends of his fully decked out in Brahmas gear. Okay. Wow. Oh yeah. So wow. James, James Carr, shout out to you, man. You truly are one of the unsung heroes of the XFL and for you real. deserve all the recognition you can get. Now, agreed. That being the case, uh, James Carr did specifically reach out to the uh, Horns Forward podcast and invited us to be at the Lone Star uh, Club announcement, right? In all fairness, we wound up working that event, right? <laughs> and that's fine. That's fine. I mean, again, you know, James shows us so much love and does so much yeah. stuff for us and, and helps us out and helps promote us. Um, he's, he's definitely mentioned it uh, several times before, uh, you know, about the Horns Forward podcast. Um, I think he's even mentioned Texans talking football once or twice, uh, but he's done a lot for us. And so for us to be able to give back to him a hundred percent, man, we're going to do what we can. I mean, he was at the back to school drive. Um, yeah, I believe absolutely. he was scheduled to be at the, uh, the trunk or treat event and, you know, had something come up at the last minute. Um, no, he, uh, he was, he was at trunk or treat. Was he? Yeah, he was. Okay. I don't, I don't remember. I mean, we had, so Brian and I have, uh, incorporated some new identities if you will um they they were revealed at the trunk or treat event um so this guy above me is the brahma lorian and i happen to be brahma fett okay i like it and when i say Speaking new identities of, uh... there's his jersey see but <laughs> it, it's more than just a jersey right. this is full-on helmet gloves arm uh, arm sleeves everything <laughs> Okay, so those, yep. those are some of our, our game things. That Actually, we did 100%. I think if, you, uh, if you go to the uh, the page, if you, you go to the Horns Forward page on there, yeah, you'll you'll see us there. Um, it's the two guys in the Star Wars costumes that definitely look like we let ourselves <laughs> go because we did. Um, we we have, but the only thing we didn't think about, like these are wonderful, wonderful ideas, but the one thing we didn't think of. Was how are we going to yell at people when we've got helmets covering our faces? They did and it on purpose. Yeah, so 100% now we can't really run with this idea because like, nobody's going right. to hear us yelling. I can't really see out of out of my helmet. I can't yell out of the helmet. And I can't drink a beer during the game. So yeah. you got to so, get the survival stroll, the backpack, you know. And just that's not a, <laughs> and, and that's not a bad those idea. helmets are freaking hot as hell. Oh, dude, they're so. they're miserable. They're miserable. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So we we may be going sombreros this year. <laughs> That's cool though. It's it's appropriate for the market. It all works well. Oh, 100 percent man. 100 percent And that's that's definitely we're gonna give a shout out to Jorge on that because uh he was the one who was like, Well, hey, I mean, if that's not working, why not use sombreros? And it was like, Yeah, hmm. maybe. He's like, I want to see a be also have a dome full of sombreros. Simple yet effective. Very, very easy to put on. No, uh, Brahma <laughs> Babe, no, I will not. And nobody wants to say that. try pleather. 
Nobody <laughs> wants that. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to see that. You'd you don't want to see a pool of sweat everywhere. Well, you don't want to see this much goodness packed into that tight of a package, man. Ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Who knows, man? You can be the the Brommer, the Brommer leather guy. Like no. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll get court orders, orders against me, man. <laughs> yeah. Some leather chaps. Yep. <laughs> We'll, Wait, get, we'll get banned from that the games and you know not be allowed to get close to schools and stuff. Although we may be a hit downtown, Brian. <laughs> yeah, you this probably would. <laughs> so moving on from that, because so this isn't it, that kind of show. Taking, <laughs> yeah, y'all need to start a different show for that. Uh, taking it, taking it to your show. Your show, Texans Talking Football, actually came out. You started doing it before you did Horns Forward. Yes, sir. Yep. All right, so give me the backstory on that. Like, so what? What? What made you start that? And then, what point did Brian get involved? And then, I guess, what did you guys really? What's your purpose of it? What are you trying to accomplish with it? So, Texans talking football actually started first. That's the one that Brian and I started talking about back when we were still doing, you know, the 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 fan fests and and all this stuff. And again, it was inspired by a a podcast that was here in San Antonio uh, for the Commanders. This was our opportunity to kind of put our money where our mouth was when we were saying back then, man, we could do that or we think we could do better. The opportunity arose and we're like, okay, now it's time to start doing it. And keep in mind, I mean, you know, Brian and I are, are, you know, tech savvy, but not when it comes to this whole, you know, social media thing. I mean, you know, we were still referring to Twitter as Twitter just yesterday. I still do um, it all the time. It's yeah. okay. Um, and so we had to learn a lot, right? And we made a lot of mistakes. So Texans talking football almost was kind of our, our training ground for us to get a better understanding. So when we did join uh, Horns Forward, we we had a little better idea of what we were doing. And, and all of this has been learning opportunities for us to try and produce a better show. Like if you watch our first couple of episodes, we are just, we're hilarious. And not because of our content. It's because we didn't know what the heck we were doing. We literally were just, you know, two dudes punching buttons, talking football. It's like rednecks and technology, you know? Um, when, when was your first episode released? Like Do you remember? But, you know. Oh, God. We're just, I wanna, we're just a little better at it. Yeah. I want to say our first episode was back in like January or February of 23. Wow. I think, I think, it, was, I think it was late. It was late February, early March. Because it Maybe. was... So you guys started when I did. You started around the same time. Week week two or three of the XFL. I think it was after week two. Yeah, something like that. Like the season had already started. Um, But we wanted to try and and take a little bit different approach than everybody did. Um, Because again, as we referred to earlier, Texas is the home of football, right? I mean, this is the Mecca. This is not the birthplace, but this is the shrine, right? We've got legendary schools here in San Antonio, such as... uh, you know, Converse Judson ISD. Um, we've got, you know, Northeast ISD. We've got SCUC ISD. Um, we've got the Texas Longhorns, you know, 80 miles up the road. We've got, you know, AM over in College Station. We've got, uh, you know, some of the, the most epic football rivalries in the world. You know, the whole, the Red River shootout, right? Like Texas is the home of football, not even counting, uh, you know, the, the legend that was the Houston Oilers that, you know, the Tennessee Titans should never have crossed that line, but that's a whole different story. Um, you know, the, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, you know, you either love them or hate them, but you're always talking about them, right? 
Texas is the place. So we wanted to approach, you know, our show from a Texas perspective, right? Whether it's talking about, you know, indoor football and and the multiple different tiers of indoor football that are there. Um, Literally, you know, every quasi, you know, major metropolis here in Texas has some kind of professional football, right? At whatever level, whether it's. Hell, you got arena or indoor football in, in Odessa. So, you know. Yeah. And if if you have ever watched any football movies, right? Friday Night Lights, like that's no joke. The yeah. town shuts down to go watch uh, football on Friday nights. There's there's literally like three gas stations that are attended, and that's because those people are being punished probably for some reason. <laughs> Everybody else is at the game, right? Those stadiums hold like six, 7,000 people for they a high it. school game. Yep. Okay, those towns just swarm it. It's their their mm-hmm. their only oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, this is what um, they even, have. Like the the small towns are they're they're massive, and so you've got yeah you've got the freaking you know NFL college size uh, stadiums that they're mm-hmm. playing these games in just from the school districts. Yep. So, uh, uh, Johnny Madzell, Johnny Football, right? Kerrville Tybee. Yep. Forty five minutes up the road. Okay, Kerrville would shut down to watch this kid play. Absolutely. Not that Kerrville is a big town or anything like that, but it is very much a tourist destination. And in in the off-season for the tourism, it's football, right? And when football ends, then the tourists start coming back in again. So this is literally like economies are based on football in some of these small towns. And so that's kind of what we wanted to uh, focus on. Uh, Odin's comment right there, $72 million yep. stadium in Katy. $72 million for a football oh, stadium. Folks. It's, it's crazy how much okay. they, how much money and, they put in these things. Right. And so that's what we wanted to kind of embrace um from you know for our show, like football from a Texas perspective. Because here, I mean, it literally is a religion. Like people live for this, people will sacrifice to go watch a game, people will spend fortunes on following a high school team. So that's that energy that we wanted to embrace for our show. That's good energy. And you can't get away from it in Texas. Like you said, there's just no, no way. Not. No. It doesn't matter where you go. And that that's why we see three XFL teams there. They know, <laughs> yeah. they know there, there's no secret there. Well, and, two XFL teams and then one from South Oklahoma. Th- I think that's true. fair of saying. Yeah. Understood. Understood. Regardless, <laughs> it's, it's supported and it's going oh, to yeah. be supported in any way. Oh, yeah. I know like where I went to high school and did my, my stomping ground activities, it, uh, nothing in comparison to Texas stuff. No. And it's football is life there as well, but it's still, no, it's yeah. like playing, I don't know. It's a, it's a minor league ball and somewhere that doesn't matter compared mm-hmm. to there in Texas. So I understand. Yep. You guys, do you cover high school stuff too? I mean, are you keeping up with that as well and doing shows on it? We do. We do. Brian covers it a little bit more than I do, um, just because I, I really try and focus more on our local university here, uh, UTSA. And they, in fact, have a bowl game coming up. Uh, to believe it's tomorrow. Wednesday. Is it tomorrow it's or Wednesday? Tomorrow night. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is a huge, right? Jeff Trailer, like one of the legendary coaches in Texas football, uh, started out in, what was that small town? It was like, Kilmer or something like that. I don't remember. It's it's some some small town like you wouldn't even be able to find it on a map. But he has worked his way all the way up and worked his magic 
to get in at, at UTSA. And, and this is a cat that could be coaching Michigan or he could be coaching Ohio, but instead he's coaching our little university here. You know, the, our, our program's like 10 years old, Kilgore, Kilgore. Thank you, Odin. Um, he's coaching our little 10 year program here. We've been, this is our fourth bowl game in 10 years. Wow. Okay. If they win this one, this will be their first win under Jeff trailer, which is extremely important. We've talked about it on our show, but it's extremely important for our program here because then we're going to start getting some of those higher four-star and maybe some of those lower five-star recruits that are going to start looking at our program and it's going to make it grow exponentially, but we got to win that game. Okay. Now, Brian, high school football. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, I don't know as much about it as, as you know, I'm, probably should or would like to but you know i just we, we try and focus on on the teams you know san antonio area um i mean there's so many damn teams and 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 districts and stuff uh, yeah i mean jason went to uh uh well he he's from roosevelt he went to high school uh, high school roosevelt i yep. went to madison but jason's done a ton with uh judson isd uh my my son right now oh. goes to steel who uh, actually lost in the the semifinal game before the state championship, and then yeah, like like Mike G just said, Smith uh, Valley they played last week for the state championship, and they're one of our our the local five A, you know, just up uh, up two eighty one north a little bit. Yep. Uh, but they got demolished. But, but where did they play that game at? They played it in Jerry World. Yep. Nice. A yep. high school championship game. In well, Jerry's what, dome, they they had probably five or six high school championship games last weekend in Jerry World. Um, just one after another for all the districts because our, our districts go all the way up to six A, and there's like two six A districts. So, yep, uh, it's it's insane. Mm-hmm. John said, dude, there's a lot of football to cover, even in the San Antonio area. In Texas, you might as well hire a major TV newsroom. Uh, yeah. I agree with so, that. you know, we, we, we can't cover it all, but, you know, we try and highlight the, you know, the the, the popular schools and kind of the, the bigger names and, mm-hmm. and the ones that are kind of making a good show. So, yeah, you know, so we, the- we, we can't we can't dedicate a whole show to it, but we like to we like to get actually, you know what I say? We have kind of dedicated a whole show to one when we had a. Uncle Milty on. We did. So. We did. And and so we've got a friend who does uh the the announcing for the UTSA Roadrunners and for uh all of the Judson ISD games, right? Uh his name's Milton Hope. He's been in broadcasting for probably about 30 years. Um, he did broadcasting in the military. He's done uh there's Jackie. What's up, Tutan <laughs> Bramasita? I knew it. As soon as I threw it up, I knew you guys were gonna be on it. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, but Milton Hope has covered a bunch of stuff. And so we brought him in uh, just to kind of give us a, a preview of kind of what to expect. And when you know it, he was right. Um, but again, he announces, uh, you know, the Judson games. He announces the uh, the Karen Wagner High School games. He announces the, the Veterans Memorial games uh, for Judson ISD. Um, and he knows he knows football. I mean, yeah. if, if there's one cat that you want to learn something from, he's the guy. And uh, so he, you know, really kind of helped us keep our knowledge of, you know, what the Texas teams, what the Texas powerhouse teams rather were doing 
Um, and we again, we just tried to focus on San Antonio because even in San Antonio, there's there's too many schools to talk about. Um, we try to focus on the on the top tier ones, and then at the university level, of course, we try to cover UTSA, University of Incarnate Word, which is a D two school here, and then of course Brian and his silly Aggies <laughs> and uh, the Longhorns. Um, and we tried to cover a little bit of the the Cougars, but they're the Cougars, so. Yeah, there wasn't really a whole bunch to talk about, especially considering they beat UTSA the first game of the season. So we don't like them. Um, but <laughs> um, then we really tried to roll it into some of the other stuff, especially with like arena football in the offseason, because there was so much going on. No, um, We've got uh, the National Arena League, which the San Antonio Gunslingers were a part of, but they've now moved up to uh the uh indoor football league ifl which has a direct connection with the xflps um and so we also have a team in frisco that's in the ifl again direct connection with the xfl um and then uh in west texas they had the west texas warbirds which are now the west texas war hawks or something a desert hawks i don't even desert, remember what uh, yeah yeah west yeah. texas desert hawks or something um, like that They've moved the up to the AFL, right? The AFL. That's what I thought. Yeah. I just want yeah. to make sure. Yeah. And then it hasn't it hasn't materialized yet, but supposedly Austin was supposed to get a team in the AFL, which didn't happen. Uh, but Corpus Christi even has a team in uh God, I can't remember what league that is. Um, but Corpus Christi has a team, right? Corpus Christi is a town of about 50,000 people, and they have an arena football team, so, you know. So there's when when I say Texas is football, truly Texas is football, man. I mean, you can't go anywhere and 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 get away from it. Like, there's never an off season. There's always something to talk about. So that's why we we specifically tried to focus in on that. So the the goals of basically of your show is is just to cover Texas football, whether it be pro all the way back down to high school. Am I yeah, that? pretty okay. pretty much. You know, it's cool, just cool. it it. it Gives us something to talk about every week. You know, there, there's no off season because we're talking about NFL and then we're going right into the the XFL or, or the, the arena leagues. And then you've got, you know, college coming through. So there's there's always, always something to talk about. Well, good uh, Brian, it is the U.S. XFL. That's <laughs> shaking my head. <laughs> I'm pushing that one until they tell me to shut up, man. I just love that name. And and I'm sure that's not what the name is going to be. Again, this is speculation on my part and solely on my part. It's it's, it's wishful thinking more than speculation. It's, it's wishful thinking. <laughs> but I really think that's a golden opportunity. And if they don't take it, man, they've missed out. Okay. So I said it. <laughs> Mike G said that's why he's a big fan of your show, though. And I'm guessing that's because you're covering Texas, man. Texas football all the way. Yeah. Well, I will say from my demographics, most of my listeners, whether it be Facebook or uh, the audio versions, they're Texas folks. So most of these guys and girls, are they're from Texas also. Cool. Well, that's welcome. why they'll be big for you. Yeah, I mean, that's what <laughs> you, you should get some good eyes from this show. I mean, on the small end, you're looking at, maybe you know 500 to 1500 total with this show so you should be able to get some eyes and that's why i'm asking you these questions man because i want people to understand you and and seeing yeah. what you're about to put up and do yeah and i got everything sharing I'll, I'll have your notes i'll have your stuff in the notes so it's easily easily clickable, clickable get to it real fast so no worries yeah. now in terms of like 
XFL stuff when it rolls back around? Are you really are you going to be hitting that hard? Are you guys planning on really? Oh yeah, putting the foot down because I know you're with the horns forward as well. I mean, how do you? I guess how do you separate the two at times with your coverage? What? You... So the nice thing about the two different shows that we have is that you know the horns forward podcast really focuses on the Brahmas, right? Which we can do that. I mean, we tell everybody we're, we're hometown homers. That's yep. not, you know, any kind of secret. Um, but with uh, Texans talking football, we can shed a little bit more light on some of the other stuff that's going on in the XFL, such as with, you know, the Houston roughnecks or, you know, the Arlington renegades. And yeah, we're going to take, you know, some, some light shots at uh, Arlington and uh, keep it crazy. Yeah, Jackie, I know this is, this is my <laughs> co-host. He just doesn't yell. <laughs> yeah brian brian has I'm his own cat mine there. hasn't come in here yet yeah we'll wait till they start talking to each other um but yeah again right with texans talking football we can expand a little bit we can talk about a little bit more that's you know going on in the league um and and we really try and focus you know again if it's the xfl season we try and talk about the xfl and and how things are affecting the brahmas or they're affecting you know the the roughnecks or as we like to call them the rubbernecks or um the uh, said meowcast yeah mm. <laughs> i'm gonna move on from that comment so um the uh the uh the the you know the renegades uh you know and and again you know we tease but at the end of the day we're all one big family right and and that's really kind of what we try and encompass when we're doing our shows like we've met some of the coolest people uh at the the houston tailgating we met you know the predator couple and we met uh rig uh and uh there's a bunch of other people that we've met the uh the banditos up in in arlington they invited us to their tailgate oh you yeah know? we uh we happened to be talking about it on the podcast and you know they said come on out we're going to show you what real tail tailgating is about keep in mind awesome you know san antonio man we tailgate for real like we don't play around bar none. Nobody has beaten us yet in, in the XFL. Um, and, 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 you know, we, we love that challenge. Um, but that's kind of our claim to fame, but we went up to, to, uh, to Dallas. Well, it's not really Dallas, I guess. Um, but still it's Arlington. Um, and South Oklahoma. Yeah. South Oklahoma. Um, but, uh, the, the banditos were so inviting. They're like, Hey guys, come over here. Like we're literally standing by our vehicles trying to figure out what we're going to do. And, and you know, who's going to be the least aggressive towards us. Cause we were all in our Brahma's gear yep. and, uh, uh, Marco, there was like three, three areas that were, you know, doing stuff and Ben, was like, Hey, y'all come over here. And yeah. you know, I mean, Marco and the banditos specifically said, yeah. you guys come over here. You're welcome here. And ever since then, just an immediate bond with them. Like, and they, they, and they fed us the only good tacos in the Dallas Arlington area. He's, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Marco, you, hands down, best tacos yep. we had in Dallas. Got me jealous now. Now I got to get some of those tacos too, man. What the hell? Oh, man. Dude, you don't know what you're missing. You got to come to Texas. Absolutely. <laughs> Believe um, me, I'm sure it beats the Mexican food where I'm at. So, no uh, doubt. Yeah. I Hands down. Promise that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, again, you know, uh, horns forward, we can focus specifically on the Brahmas. We can talk about the players. We can talk about the coaches. We can talk about, you know, everything San Antonio, um, Texans talking football. We can kind of expand that scope a little bit and talk a little bit more about kind of what's going on with the league. And especially my 
love-hate relationship. Well, I'm sorry, mine and Brian's love-hate relationship with the St. Louis Battle Chickens. Because <laughs> they are they are our frenemies, 100%. And, and realistically, you know, we we're talking about kind of the history of it. It was our connection with Jason Spurgeon, a.k.a. Dirty, and him making the mistake of inviting us onto his show on the X-Fan show that really pushed us over the edge to do our thing. Because we got on... And immediately, like when Brian and I found out about, you know, the team, we were like, what can we do to support the fan base here? Well, we're not really great at, at planning things and coming up with ideas. We're not, you know, so wonderful at or whatever, but we're good at trash talking. Absolutely. So Brian and I immediately joined the St. Louis Battlehawks, like the biggest page that they had said, hey, thanks for inviting us in. By the way, boom, just started talking trash. <laughs> I wonder if you are the reason that thing got shut down. <laughs> um no i'm no, just kidding i'm just kidding yeah, it, it wasn't us but we did and we were nice about it we jumped on and we're like look you know we had the commanders we had the best fan base in the aaf you guys have the best fan base you know according to numbers in you know the xfl it only makes sense that we should be rivals but let's do this in a friendly way right and so that's when the challenge was issued and and it garnered a lot of steam you know um but uh so demarcus actually has a great uh comment there um that we could you know roll into the next segment with if you'd like to put that up sounds good sounds good all right he says san antonio absolutely should be rivaling stl in the fan base hope they can get back to aaf levels so you guys kind of discussed this a little bit and you started a poll about this i'll pull that up while you discuss the poll and some of the Mm -hmm. numbers and such right so, Brian, if you want to take this one, because I've got a little different spin on it than what the results say. Well, we got to remember, too, would you have a total? You had almost a total 200 votes on the, on the poll. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's a small sample size, but it's still a, a good thing to see because, you know, you're talking to real fans. It's not oh, yeah. the, oh, yeah. it's in the email survey. This is Facebook. So mm-hmm. and like the question is, is why why is San Antonio not reaching, you know, the, the commander's levels of attendance and. I mean, I, you know, I think it is, it is a, you know, halfway of, of both those top two uncertainty and then gunshy after the commanders. Um, I think, I think the being, being hurt by fo- football in the city is something that's, that's ingrained into us. Um, we've been used by NFL teams to get new stadiums for 20 years more Such than that. Is the new orleans saints uh, new orleans saints the raiders you know all you know we we're always the well give us a new stadium we're, we're gonna move to san antonio because you know they can support us and they they never have any intention of moving um so and you know then we had the commanders which shut down you know two games away from the season ending san antonio was all in on the commanders and then that happened so i think when the XFL came in and said, hey, we're going to have a team in San Antonio, a lot, a lot of fans were like, well, I'm not going to invest into there because I don't want to get hurt again. Um, and so, uh, and, you know, I think we had, we had a really good showing the first game. And then, you know, we, we really had a crappy schedule. Um, we had – First, you know, home game the first week, and then we had like four weeks off, and then we had a, a nine o'clock game. We had a a, a nine o'clock Sunday night game. 
we had a game on Easter. We had a game during Fiesta. You know, it was just it was it was not a very good schedule. And I think that, and then the you know the the record of the team, kind of the interest was was getting lost a little bit. So, uh, you know, there's see that. I, oh yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So they uh. And I think you know once once the league got renewed for a second season, that should have piqued the interest of the people that were kind of holding holding out. You know, just just ah, let me see, let me see. Maybe I'll watch them, but you know, or maybe I'll go to a game or two. But I'm not going to invest. Now, you're, when and you then, say that, you're meaning the XFL, correct? Yeah, yeah, the XFL, <laughs> yeah, because they, they announced they're going to have season two of the XFL. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then yeah. all this merger stuff hit, and. All the uncertainty of, you know, even though San Antonio has always been, you know, told as one of the teams that's going to be in it, no matter, no matter what it is, you know, it's always going to be San Antonio's going to be there. Mm-hmm. That's still, that's still uncertainty of, well, how long is this new league going to last now? What's going on with this? I'm not sure. So now I don't know if I want to invest in this because how long is this going to last? So it's, it's everything that was right before last season for the XFL all over again. Mm-hmm. Understood. I mean, it's it, it, after so long, people get exhausted. I mean, this is this is the reality of it. it most of you, you fans in San Antonio, especially, you really love your team. They pull mm-hmm. that team. I mean, it's damage. It's like a girl leaving you. You know, when you're gone to work, it it, it is what it is. But it's the reality yeah. of it. Yeah. So on the survey itself, I mean, most of the people, it was 106. They said it was the uncertainty over the merger. So, I mean, that that's clear and evident that's what the issue is. But, man, you guys sold so many tickets the first run through of the AAF or the only run through. Yeah. Um, I'm going to read the stat and I'll let you get it. So, in four games, the attendance totaled 110,882 in paid attendance, which equals to 27,721 fans per game. Oh, Super and we were, we were at all those games and, I mean. Yep. We, so get, we, cool. get loud, we get rowdy. So, yeah, I think I think our last home game that we had, I think our attendance was what, 33 or 36? Yeah, 30, yeah, 33, 35, something like that. Wow. And it was loud. Wow. It was loud. I now, would love to see that for the championship. That would have been so awesome. Well, and, and here's one thing that you would love also. So we went to all of the Brahms home games, right? And. My wife is from St. Louis, so I got to go to the Battle Hawks uh, home opener. And and I love the St. Louis fans, right? They're the only ones that even come close to capturing our energy. But I'm telling you, our 20, what do we have? 22, I think, the, the home opener were louder than their, like, 38. Okay? And that's, I'm, I'm not, you know, trying to be mean or anything like that. But, I mean, I was there. And, you know, I did some live uh, shots from the game. And I'm telling you, man our crowd was just louder. Now, granted, our acoustics may be better. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not an acoustic engineer, so I, I couldn't speak to any of that. You could just feel the energy more, though, in San Antonio. Now, going back to the original question that was here, I really think it's kind of a combination of everything that Brian said. Um, and and if you want a really good breakdown, if you go back to one of, one of your pages, um, our friends over at, at the Brahma bullpen put out an excellent response to this. It's a combination of a whole bunch of things. First and foremost, um, it's the identity of the team, right? 
the league did not do half the work that the AAF did to make the commanders connected with San Antonio. If you go back and look at their hype video when they announced the team, right? They incorporated so much of the the military city USA essence, right? People had no choice but to buy in and get motivated by that video. And that's what started it. And then it went to advertising. They did a bunch of advertising. Everybody knew about the commanders. They were talking about it on every major sports cast and every radio station. Like, you know, our, one of our favorite radio stations kind of, you know, when we were younger, uh, was a station called 99.5 kiss, right? Rock and roll station. They were talking about it all the time on the morning show. Um, so you had the buzz from the press and then, um, the ticket prices now granted some of the ticket prices were a little bit ridiculous, but it, there were manageable options, right? And so people could still buy in. Now the XFL has that also, but nobody's really talking about that. You know, um, the, the advertising budget, there were three electronic billboards, maybe four here in San Antonio that ever advertised anything about the, the Brahmas. And we're, I, I'm still walking around talking to people um, that don't know anything about the team or, or have only heard, you know, rumors and speculation. Um, this merger no, uh, uh, news or lack thereof is not helping the team at all. And, and I get it. Um, there's a lot of decisions that have to be made by people that are making 10 <laughs> times what we're making, right? There's people's lives that are going to be affected by some of these decisions. And so they want to make sure that they're making the right decisions that are not going to put the new league in as bad of a light. And they're going to try and protect as many people as possible in, in some of these choices. But some hard choices have to be made. I get that. But say something, right? Yeah. Um, and then the fact that, again, you know, back to the, the connection with the team, the San Antonio commanders did a bunch of things out in, in the community, right? To w- raise awareness for the team, going to schools and, and you know, getting connected with, you know, the, the grassroots, the fans, the, the kids who are then going home and saying, oh, you know, such and such player came to my school today. And, and the parents are like, well, who's that? And then they look it up <laughs> on the old interwebs there and they're like, oh, San Antonio Commanders. Well, maybe we should go check that out. The Brahmas and, and XFL in general has not done a great job in doing that. Now, I will say our friends in St. Louis have done a much better job reaching out to the community. And I'd like to think that that's probably Anthony Beck that's really pushing that. Um, and I know Heinz Ward, who lives in Houston, could be down here, uh, but he's got a lot of obligations himself, you know, being the Hall of Fame uh, uh, player that he is. Um, but we need to do more as a league. So, you know, maybe take this as, as a note to the new league. Um, when you guys do come back this next season, start reaching out to the community, start getting events and, you know, where you can reach out to the kids and, and, you know, to people with disposable incomes like us, you know, get buy-in from the community and the league will be sustainable, but you've got to get that connection first. Otherwise people are just going to ignore it like they're doing now. Um, So I really think it's a combination of all of those things. And, you know, the fact that San Antonio has basically been used by almost every sports organization to, you know, gain leverage on their home cities. People are just tired of being abused like that. So that's kind of in a nutshell, I think, where where we're at right now. That's why tickets aren't selling like they were at AAF levels. Understood. Good, good detailed response. And I'll give you my, my comeback in a second. Brian, what you got? What you think about it? 
You know, kind of what 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 Jay was saying. Um, I think last year the XFL, uh, I say used, but I don't mean it like that. But used the fans to build up momentum and spread the word. Um, they they didn't do crap for advertising. They you know yep, they, they weren't doing so. It was it was very much a grassroots project, um, which is great for building up the really passionate super fans, but now you need to take that and you have that foundation of the super fans. Well, now you need to advertise. Now you need to get the word out to everybody else. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, they, they, they need to do a better job of, of broadcasting it and getting the word out there. Yeah. I got a video about to play. Okay. Um, this is from 2020. And I don't know the I don't know I don't remember seeing this per se, but I do remember seeing this at some time. I don't know when or where, but you guys know from the 2020 season how hyped up were you for XFL 2.0? I mean, I was hype. So let's watch this real quick. Let me share it out. This is for the love of football. The XFL kicks off Saturday. So anyway, I wanted to share that real quick, guys. Yeah. So I I really wasn't that hyped for XFL 2.0 because if you noticed, there was no team that said San Antonio in there. So <laughs> right, right. The closest we had was Arlington and Houston, which kind of hard for us to connect. Now, if you go to the private chat, there's there's a link I put in there for a YouTube video that was the San Antonio Commanders hype video. If you could find that and bring that up, because I don't know how to share my screen. I don't think um, you can on your end on here. Um, right. Yeah, I got you. Hold on one second. I got you. Play this uh, video. Yeah, my example here is is not that San Antonio should be hype. It's that we they put some time and yeah. some money into the promos. They the communities, yeah. all these communities were ready to roll, man, whenever it was time. Mm-hmm. So I mean, even kinda... you, you had Houston who um, they had a ton of people at their games. Um, now, I, you, I don't remember what had, the, the, the Renegades uh, – uh, attendance was but we had friends of ours that were going to houston just for the for the renegades games because they were that hyped up about it i went to the first one was stl i was there it was a good time but it was was way more than double what their attendance was this last year so oh no doubt no doubt it was busy watch this this is aaf so this is a little different this is a little different but watch this had me hype too. Now I don't, I don't want to hear you didn't get hype from the AAF because it had me <laughs> oh, no, ready I, to run through the wall. I did. In Military City, USA, duty, honor, sacrifice. These are not just words. They are a way of life. For 300 unbroken years, men and women have defended a cause greater than themselves. From the Alamo to today, San Antonio has always been home to 
the commanders. Let's go. That's awesome. That's awesome. I will give you that. That is awesome. Uh, now, if the XFL would have done something like that for hype videos this season, or like what you showed from 2.0. Uh, hold on. We got some audio going. Hold on one second. Uh-oh. Weird. All right, I, we're good. Okay. We're good. If if the XFL 3.0 would have done what 2.0 did or what the AAF did across the league with, with hype videos like that, they'd be selling out. I mean, games yeah. would just be packed. Right? I mean, it, it's but, a but it's it, a it's a product of that, and as well the community involvement. You got to yeah, have the community involved. I mean, there's you, no you do, which, which is where well, kind of the grassroots comes in, you know, yep, yep. to play. But I mean, like like what Mike G said in the chat earlier, mm-hmm. one hundred and twenty five thousand as a league is what they spent in marketing. That's that's ridiculously low. That's that's one market's budget, and they did that across eight teams. Come on. Yeah, I, I get it. We've we've discussed this numerous times on the show, so I get yeah. it. And I'm I'm attesting right with y'all. It that was the downfall. Even if you didn't have the money, we should have went through the fan groups, through the podcast, through the news medias, whether it's mm-hmm. news hub, newsroom, Marcast, me, X Fan, you guys, Horns Four. I mean, there's so many channels there that you don't have to pay us. Just give us some approval. Give us some. Yeah. Some, yeah. Give some us some leeway, man. Give us some something to work with to make your league look good. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get that next year because I mean it it is much 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 needed. Well, and again, shameless plug for James Carr. Um, he gets that, and and he has used us as much as he possibly can within the confines of what the league lets him do, right? Um, but he gets the importance of what you're saying. And there are others out there in you know throughout the league that are using some of the podcasts, but it, it's a missed opportunity. I mean, we're talking about helping you guys promote your product for free. We don't want anything other than exactly. a stable yeah. product, knowing that we're going to have football when it's football season, right? Um, and then that we're going to have another football season and then another football season. Like all we want to do is help solidify the product here so that we can guarantee that we have something to continue to be passionate about, right? That's it. So help us help you. That's all we're asking, man. Hopefully y'all's ticket sales do pick up for this next year. You know, with the merger stuff, you're not going anywhere. You should be there. So I think you'll be fine. And I don't know if we're going to end up fixing everything that was wrong this year, but I think with the established channels and the things that we have in place, there's actually a, there's a network. There's, there's news. There's things that you can do to keep up, but I don't know, man, it's rough. That's kind of like where I started my stuff too, because I'm chasing news all the time. And like, I really just wanted to get people on here to tell me what's going on from their expert perspective. That, it seems like it's a easy thing to find, but it's not because you can hop on Twitter right now and find three official posts about how we're going to have some news Thursday and then how there's <laughs> yeah. only going to be 12 teams set up with two being uh, whatever, you know, I'm just being facetious. You, you've point. heard, you've heard official sources saying every different thing that there's going to be. So, you know, mm-hmm. I've got, I've got people that I trust that I talk to, but the things I get told, I don't just make a tweet and then put it out there for people to get pissed off or riled up. Yeah, you know, we, right. we sit on it, we see what happens and we build and that's kind of, that's where it's at. You know, and you know, that's one thing we've, we've done with both Texas talk and football and with horns forward is 
we don't talk about rumors unless it's been substantiated by the league. Mm-hmm. You know, even even Mike Mitchell, you know, for you know, as much stuff as he's gotten right, it's unless it's confirmed by the league, we're not gonna talk about it because we don't want to be that group that's just talking about rumors, talking about rumors, and you know, they may be right, they may be wrong, but we don't, you know, we don't want to be someone to to give dishonest information. So yeah, yeah. what's respected, and then when as your following grows, the people see that and they know it, mm-hmm. and the, you front and you front with a with a caricature or a, an act, and don't provide real product, they won't watch or listen. It, it's yeah. just how it is. So it's yeah. good that you guys got that. You know, we like want to be not, trusted. So if we if we say something or you know we like I said it it's confirmed by the league. So mm-hmm. yeah, John said if Mike Mitchell don't know, no one knows. <laughs> I like Mike. Mike's my guy, man. I trust him, and I know yep. what he's told is true. Uh, but the thing about it is, is everything changes, and unless you yep. work and run this company, then you don't know what the hell is happening. And I don't either, and that's just the way it goes. Hell, right. they may not even know. So that's why we haven't heard anything yet. So, you right. know. Now, exactly. Brian and I posed an idea on Texans a while back. Um, and I, I'm not big on conspiracy theories, but this is one that I have to run with, unfortunately, because it, it's the only thing that really makes sense to me at this time or at this point. <laughs> You've got XFL insiders across the board, right? And they're they're being fed information. How much? I mean, look at we're having a show right now. Okay. How, how many months has it been since, you know, the, the season's been over? And here we are having a show talking about the XFL and the USFL. And how much is this costing the USFL and the XFL for us to talk about this? Nothing, right? So I kind of believe somewhere in the back of my lizard brain back here, I can't help but wonder if maybe false leads are being fed out to people in order to keep people talking because it literally costs the league nothing. And we're still here talking about it. You've got mm-hmm. guys like uh, Jersey over in Vegas that, that are doing their show uh, deuce over in, in uh, Orlando doing his show. Everybody's talking about it. You've got people in, in Seattle, in DC, you've got however many USFL podcasts are, are, are talking about the exact same things that we are. And we're keeping, even though it's, you know, it's the same thing over and over again, or it's, it's different, you know, rumors about this or that or whatever, people are still tuning in. Even if they're, you know, getting disgusted 30 seconds into it, they're tuning in at least at the beginning to hear what the new potential rumor could be. Right. And it's costing the league nothing to do. So I can't help but wonder if maybe there isn't some mastermind, you know, evil criminal genius like you know the wizard of oz the guy behind the the scenes pulling the strings just <laughs> right and we're still talking about it and they're still being fed because we're still talking about it right but yeah. you know I'm, again, I'm with john on this one at market research the it could, you know there's part of that too you know yeah it's, so hey, we're, hey let hey go 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 release it we're gonna we're gonna keep the gamblers instead of the roughnecks and let's see how many people we piss off. To, <laughs> yeah. to it doesn't no. sound logical, but who knows? <laughs> hey, real quick, sh- another shameless plug. I'm real great about doing these shameless plugs. Go ahead, plugs. you're fine. <laughs> um, as of today, this morning, we are 47 signatures away from 1,000 on the Keep the Roughnecks uh, uh, yeah. petition. Okay? So, folks, 
if you're a fan of the Roughnecks or if you're a fan of the XFL and, and trying to help keep that organization there, um, I can't guarantee that it's going to make a difference. But if you are, go look for that petition. If you have not signed it, sign it, right? If you support the Roughnecks, get out there, show your support. Sign that petition. Let the XFL and the USFL know that you really want the, the Roughnecks to stick around. And we pray to God that it, it makes a difference, right? But at yeah. least you can you can show your support for the league and for the fan base in Houston who, in fact, Predator Couple right there. Look, they just shamed, shared the link, okay? Um, click on that link, sign that petition, make sure that you're letting the, the, the organization. I'll put the link in the chat as well. I'm gonna Perfect. Share yeah, yeah Perfect. we've been sharing it on the show. Back when we started covering that thing, man, it had like 60 signatures or something. Mm-hmm. So it, we saw this little baby grow to the, what it is now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, well, it's definitely getting the word out. And you even saw at the uh, uh, the Oilers and, and Texans game, yep, there was yep. there was a fan that was in the stands. Kenneth, that, I've had him on the show before as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, there's support there. So XFL, USFL, if you're watching, I get it. I understand you guys wanting to push for the gamblers because Jim Kelly in 1984, you know, happened to you know make an impact on history. <laughs> but ain't nobody younger than me going to remember that brian don't remember that um there's no way matt remembers that okay exactly (laughs) so stick with the team that's relevant stick with the team that has fifteen thousand plus fans right uh uh was demarc yeah demarcus posted some very very informative information demarcus thank you again for for posting that we did give you credit for it on our show but uh, on this show thank you um the 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 Houston Gamblers are number sixteen in the teams, right? If you compare the two leagues together, eight and eight, they're at the very bottom of relevancy. Okay, the Houston Roughnecks were what second or third, something like that. Right? I have to pull it up. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, regardless, the yeah the, the Gamblers are last on the. I mean, it, it, it was night right. and day difference of of you know fan interaction and and interest between those two teams. Stick with the team that's going to make the league money, and that's going to be the Houston Roughnecks. That's just a smart business decision. So there, I, I said I my hope piece. It happens. I mean, it is what it is, but yeah, I don't want to get too much into it. But I'm I'm right there with you guys on that, and I, I hope they stick with them as well because that's the team I covered. So I know I know quite a bit about the Roughnecks. I've been around them a lot last season, whether it be like before game, after games, in the press yep. box, it doesn't matter. And so we're here in a second. We're going to talk about the releases they just did as well. They gave us Nick Holly in the middle. Well, towards the end of the season. And so I've got to give them something back for giving us such an incredible receiver. (laughs) Yeah. He's a stud dude. Nick's a cool guy too, man. If you ever get a chance to talk with him, super cool down to earth. Well, Nick, if you're watching, we've, been trying to get you on the horns forward podcast so if you're out there sir <laughs> hey you know, i've tried respond well. to our messages and we me and him actually talked in person a couple of times and it, it it didn't happen and some of okay. the guys you'll see they'll be willing to come on and talk but some just start for it and that's okay you just don't yeah. take it personal you know nah well we had mike brown on last week incredible incredibly oh, yeah. entertaining person he, he's a cool dude he's dude, awesome. most most of any athlete i've talked with whether it be from the high end or low end whatever Super cool individuals, man. I mean, nobody that you would be like, if you walked into a room and you didn't see how athletic they looked, you probably wouldn't think of what they do, what they do. But most of them are cool like that. 
Um, but yeah, dude, I, I'm a test with you guys on all that. And I guess we'll just roll into the merger talks since we're already here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, we know the merger's coming. As it's gone, I think since late September, we've got a trickle of information here, a trickle of information there, but nothing legitimate and still nothing legitimate except an official statement saying start the merger's date. coming. We, we have a start date. We don't have a we don't have a league name. We don't have a team roster. USXFL. <laughs> USXFL. <laughs> We've been waiting patiently over here. I mean, I I haven't even had many shows just because I, I don't I, I want some real information. Give it to me, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it from looking at things, and that's I've got the transactions right here. I'll pull those up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys have been paying attention, uh, paying attention to the transactions and then the letters that they've been signing, the letters of intent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, before I talk, I'll let you talk about that. In terms of the recent additions and releases, what do you guys think? Well, it, it, you know, it, it seems like all the teams are kind of going business as usual. Um, and... You know, I think even like Houston, they they released a bunch of players the other day, but I'm pretty sure they've signed more than what they released. So they released 13 that day. Yeah, yeah. and I think they signed maybe 15, something like that. Uh, but like I say, yeah. you've you've got you know Orlando, you know, up there doing uh, uh letters of intent stuff. So. <laughs> They're all kind of operating as usual. Um, so who yeah. knows what, what that means for any of those teams. Yep, yep. Agreed, but, agreed. Yep. And and I definitely agree with Brian. I mean, there's going to be transactions, and none of those are really going to be a great indicator as to uh, uh, what's going on. Okay, fifth to sixteen, right? Um, but um, – those those transactions, the letters of intent, the releasing players, things like that, um, it, it's great grounds for speculation, but yep. nobody truly knows, yep. right? Um, especially when you know that you're going to be merging the the two leagues, and there's you know the upcoming draft, and and there's a bunch of players that are going to be available, uh, you know, to to rebuild your whole team, um. You know, Houston did do a little bit of a fire sale. Um, getting rid of Borgie uh, was probably solitary not... by by the battle chickens. Yeah, uh, mm, that probably no was comment. not the best move on Houston's part. Um, but I get it. Maybe they've got their eye on something different. Maybe they're going to run a whole different entire scheme. Maybe uh, uh, our our friend uh, Wade Phillips, uh, you know, had a little senior moment there, and then they had to issue a gray alert for him <laughs> or a silver alert, and and reel him back in. Um, nobody knows, like, we're not part of the organization. We're not paid members of, of any of these staffs. We're not paid by the XFL or the USFL or anything. So all we can really do is just kind of speculate. Um, some of these players, yeah, defenders lost three to retirement. Um, and, and definitely they're going to need help on that defensive line. Um, but it's just, again, it, it's all speculation. We could talk until we're blue in the face. You yep. simply don't know, you know, especially, yep. you know, with some of these incredible, uh, and I'm, I'm a little biased in this part, right? Uh, the, the stallions, their, their, uh, MVP quarterback is now, a uh, uh, practice squad guy for my green Bay Packers. I'd love to see him in the game. 
right? I mean, I love me some Jordan Love, but you know, I, I'd love to see Magoo throwing the ball, see what he can do. Um, but so there, there's you know, potential for some of these cats to be moving, right? Maybe, maybe they're not, you know, kind of what the the uh roughnecks expected. And so maybe they're gonna take a step down to the IFL and and you know, maybe sharpen their skills a little bit more and get back into the competition you know, next year or something. I mean, who knows? Nobody really knows what, what the whole thing is, you know, why those players were released. So at this point, let's just wait and see what happens. Let's see, you know, the next couple of days, maybe next couple of weeks. I know there's speculation. Uh, one of, one of our viewers mentioned something about the 21st potentially being a, a point of interest. We don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard some dates myself and you know what? The only date I'm focused on is March 30th. Cause that's the only one that's confirmed. Yeah. Um, so let's just wait and see what happens. Let's see in the next couple of days, what comes out, how the teams kind of restructure, uh, what they're going to do, uh, the supplemental drafts and stuff that are going to be coming up and, and see how the teams stack up and, and what they're going to do. And then you guys can all watch, you know, uh, live as the San Antonio Brahmas win the 2024 USXFL championship. <laughs> you see, I was all for it until we went that far. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, sir. I told you, man. I told you I'm a hometown homer. I'm going to support my team, but I'm also going to be the first to bash them too when they're doing bad. Hey, that's okay, man. Yeah. I'm just giving you crap. It's all good. So. Mike G said, uh, where's it at? He said, he said a couple Parks of things were, wrote a good piece. And I was going to share that as well. If you don't really understand the letters of intent and what that means, check it out. Let me pull it. Yes. Up. It's a good solid piece. And it explains some things if you're confused and I'll share this in the notes when I'm, when I post the episode as well, mm -hmm. um, but you can find it on xflboard.com. It's Greg Parks. So basically, um, he breaks down what a letter of intent is, and it's an outline. That it's a basic formation of an agreement. So, I mean, it's not a contract, but it, it's almost a contract. Mm -hmm. uh, what what we're seeing here is we're seeing a lot of these go out with the XFL, whereas the USFL is having actual signings. Now, my difficulty in with the actual signings for the USFL is you can't find a, an a official transactions page like the XFL has in place. I, I'm, I've looked. Unless I don't know where to look, I can't find that information. Now, you can find that through Twitter posts. You can find that through people that are posting articles. But an actual resource to where this is happening, you can't find it. So just wanted to say that. We, we, we've, talk, we've talked many times on, on our show about how uh, – kind of shady the usfl is with some of their information throughout the year yeah 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 it's as it, media as, as you guys come and you you start dealing with them more you'll see as well it's like it it's harder to get in <laughs> with them it's harder to it's harder to get information that you need in, in terms of anything so mm -hmm. be ready so again to, to to build a little bit on what brian was saying i have i have a little bit of an issue with an organization that says we made $7 million in profit. Okay. Well, what were your expenses? What were your player contracts? What were your, no, no, no. We made 7 million in, in profit. That's all you need to know. That's it. <laughs> Brian and I have scoured the internet looking for financial information on the, U, uh, the USFL. Mm, can't find it. And it is harder to find that than, um, than uh, Hillary Clinton's emails. I took the joke. I'm sorry. I had to. Okay. Um, but the, uh, and, and I get it. They don't really have to share, right? 
but it makes it harder for me to buy into what their actual numbers are. The XFL was very clear that they made uh, 60 million in revenue and 80 million loss on profit. Okay. Financial information was in the Wall Street. Uh, no, it was in the, was it Forbes? There was an article that came out that that laid everything out. I mean, they pretty much told you how much they were paying each vendor for each hot dog, right? Um, it laid everything out. And I, I trust that information. Now, the XFL also said from the very beginning, the first year they were going to take a knock. The second year, they were looking to take less of a knock, but it was still going to be a loss. They were not planning on being financially viable for like four to five years. The USFL hasn't really said any of those things. And, and again, the, the speculation on my part, but I, I'm not that much of a numbers guy, but I'd like to see the numbers. I'd like to know, you know, um, I want to see what this whole plan is going to, you know, break down to, um, just because I want to know the financial viability of it. And that's going to give me, you know, enough to, to buy into this whole thing. Right. Again, back to the XFL, we knew what we were getting into. We knew that it was not going to be a cash cow from the very beginning, but we knew that after a couple of years, it would sustain itself, provided the fans showed up, right? It was all dependent. It was all driven by the fans. It wasn't driven necessarily by the, the TV contracts and all these other things um, or the sponsorships, uh, although they were helpful. Um, it really was about the fans. So all you got to do is sell tickets, yeah. right? And so that made me much more, much more willing to buy into this dream of the XFL because we knew sell tickets, people show up, people buy merchandise, people buy uh, concessions, people do all these things. They give their money away freely to the XFL and it keeps the dream alive. So yeah, that's, that's my whole take on it. <laughs> Understood. What you got, Brian? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's I mean, once yeah, you hit the, the once you hit the hour and twenty mark, man, it starts getting hard <laughs> yeah. to push the conversation. Well, yeah, at least, I mean, Jay, Jay's you know we've we've talked about that on the show a bunch of times. You know, just that exact thing. You know, hey, the XFL's been been transparent with with what they're doing, what their you know, their process is. The USFL not so much. So, so yeah, that's, Jan, that's true. Yeah, I, I do think that the shareholders want to hear about that. If it was part of the business plan from the very beginning, like if, you know, DJ and uh, uh, DG and, you know, Fox Broadcasting went to the shareholders and said, look, here's our dream, Redbird Capital, right? Here's our dream. Here's our vision. Here's, you know, our storyboard. First year, we're going to take a loss. Don't be surprised when we take that loss. It's going to be a significant amount, but that's because we've got operating costs and we've got you know, initial startup costs and contracts that we've got to do and X, Y, and Z, you know, and, and player funds. And, and I'm sure probably, you know, in, in some of the areas like workman's comp stuff uh, that, that you had to sort through and whatever, and legal costs and all these different things yep. that they're going to have to do up front, right? So year one, we're going to take a loss, but provided we make X amount in, in uh, uh, you know, gross revenue next year, this is how much we, we anticipate to make which is a significantly smaller loss to the tune of maybe, you know, five, $10 million. And then year three is when we're actually going to be profitable to the tune of 40 or $50 million. Right. So, you know, your one-time investment of 
whatever, however many millions of dollars or whatever is going to turn into a hundred million dollars in three years. People are going to want to buy into that. Even if they know they're going to take a loss for the first year or two. Plus with all the tax incentive or the tax breaks that they're going to get from taking a loss and everything, because every startup business, you can lose money the first three years and get money back on your taxes. Right? So there's ways to make money there. And, and these people are way smarter at business than I am. Right. So if they told me, Hey, you give me 20 bucks, I'm going to give you 500,000 in, in five years. Yeah, here you go. Here's 20 bucks, man. I'll buy a ticket. You know, <laughs> I so. think the issue with them is, is they're worried about the long term, short term. No. Yeah. They can, they can perform. We can, we can hit a few mm -hmm. numbers, but the three to five year mark is where the, the worry really lies because the, mm -hmm. there's no money. There's no football, you know, Oh, yeah. Yeah. AAF showed us that if we don't have a big pot of money waiting when we need it, things shut down. Oh, quickly. Don't even, don't even get me started oh, on Tom Dundon. That hurts, hurts man. That hurts. Oh. It hurts me too. I was Memphis Express all the way. God. <laughs> I, I, I breathed Memphis Express. I lived it. Hundred so percent. Dundon bought the XFL. Or I'm sorry, the AAF rather for the gambling technology. Yep. They now, took it to the he, hockey league. Yeah. What he yeah. did with that, who knows. And I'm glad his his uh, hurricanes have suffered ever since that. <laughs> I think they had okay. one good year after that. After yep. that, it was downhill. It's a pox on his empire. <laughs> that is funny as hell. <laughs> Too many people don't don't uh don't they can't talk in that conversation that we're doing right now and really appreciate that. But just know yeah. that I do. I really do. <laughs> man, the day that that happened, that news dropped. I was pissed. Yeah. Well. I, Here's what really hurts me. I guested on a show uh, the day before that announcement was made. And that was one of the topics that we talked about was, what do you think is going to happen with the AAF? And I said that Dundon is just doing a power play. He's going to realize that he has more to lose by dismantling the AAF than he does writing this out for one more year and then finding somebody to kind of swap out with him. And then the next day, Nah, I'm gonna take my money and leave. Deuces. <laughs> he took it too. Oh, I can talk about this all day. So oh, the letter of intent and the signings. Basically, I yep. like you said, let's be patient and wait. I know as a roughneck fan and media covering entity or person, I was not pleased with these signings. This is a red flag to me. It may not mean something's happening, but it is pretty crucial. And looking at yeah. that and seeing these pieces that we had, man, and they, some of these guys were crucial pieces. Now that doesn't mean that they were studs, but they were crucial pieces of the offense. And it, yeah. I could go on and on about the different positions, but oh yeah, it it's unfortunate to me that that happened, especially with Max. Mm -hmm. Man, that made me sad. Uh, Harris. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a few others that I could really talk about that were impactful. <laughs> yep. There's my co-host yelling in the background. Yep. She said, get off the camera. I got stuff to do. Feed me. <laughs> He's like, yeah. He's like, you, you have not fed me yet. Oh, it's what a heat. My bad. Yeah. My bad. So um, in terms of the actual merger, guys, then I'm, I'm not going to say my opinion because I've already done it a thousand times, but I want to know what you guys think about this merger. Your success. I mean, what is it? Is this things going bad right now? I mean, what are you guys feeling about it so far? Brian? Uh... So I said this on our show last week, you know, I think they are missing an opportunity. Um, I, are, I, I think they're hurting themselves right now. The, the future league, by the way, they're kind of playing everything out. 
Um, I think they should have come out and said, hey, we're, we're, we've got our intent to merge. We want to do this, but we're going to do this in 2025. Um, 2024, we're going to keep the leagues as is, play it through, you know, whatever. And then 25, we're going to merge, and this is what's going to happen. I think right now what they're doing with with waiting, with not giving out information, with, you know, people just guessing, um, and we're, you know, four months away from the season starting, it's going to feel rushed, in my opinion. Um, it's it, there. There's not, you know, not that time to kind of uh, get used to what the new league is going to be. So I think they're, I think they're really doing a disservice to the league, to the fans, to of the fans, the, the teams are going to get cut because they don't know what the hell's go, going on. So uh, I just, I think, it, I think it's a, a, a missed opportunity for them. Understood. Yeah. So I definitely agree with Brian on this. I think uh, there were a couple of things that, that could have been done a little bit differently. First and foremost, you know, dissemination of information. You got to let your fans know what's going on, right? They're the people that are buying the tickets. Um, more so on the USFL side than the XFL, because obviously XFL had home stadiums and they had opportunities to play. Um, on the USFL side, maybe take some of those teams, such as the New Orleans Breakers, and try and find a home for them in 2024. So that way you can establish a location for them. Um, hub if you have to, but like try and do things to kind of build up that fan base. Maybe uh, if Vegas's numbers and Orlando's numbers we talked about on our show um, are not necessarily the greatest, maybe see if you can find some places close by that might be a little bit more interested in supporting a team, such as like Reno or something, right? Give that a chance. But then at the end of the season, when you've got your two different championship games, once those are done, then have an all-conference game to start introducing the two teams to each other, right? And then you can call it, you know, whatever the new league is, the, the NSFL bowl and whoever wins that one, that's the champion going into the next year and then start doing your restructuring, right? Where it doesn't seem so rushed, where you can actually come out and say, Hey, you know, uh, uh, Pittsburgh, you know, we tried to move you to Canton. Canton didn't really accept you. So I guess we're not going to put a team there. Um, or, or, uh, Michigan, you know, Hey, you guys had some really great attendance. You're coming back next year, right? Um, and and I don't I don't disagree, Jan. There's a lot of cost cutting stuff from from what I'm finding out from the the people that I'm talking to that are actually willing to tell me anything that makes any kind of sense. Um, there's a lot of structure that's going on right now, and that's really kind of what the the biggest holdup is. I really wish that we as people that are you know, moderately to, you know, mildly connected didn't have to go begging for information. I wish this is stuff that was being made known publicly because there's, there's no harm in telling people, Hey guys, we're trying to make sure that we're finding the right structure. That's going to make this organization successful. And it's going to impact people the absolute least amount. We're trying to protect people's jobs. We're trying to protect people's incomes and livelihood. So yeah. we want to make sure that we make the right decisions for everybody involved and give you a quality product that you're going to want to give us your money for a 10 second, you know, spiel right there, right. From some loud mouth from the South that should be coming from, from somebody in the organization telling us that that way people feel more confident about this merger. Agreed. That's, 
that's now is the merger idea a good idea i think so yeah. right because there are shortcomings on both sides of the equation right there are fan bases that are not showing up to to support the team and they're drawing money away from other teams in the organization um over uh and that that's on the xfl side over in the usfl side there are teams that are not connected with their host cities um that could care less what happens with it um if i remember correctly it was uh birmingham that was having like a buy one you know get two free kind of ticket deal or something like kids were getting in for like a nickel or whatever um and these are exaggerations i get that but they were doing everything they could to get people into the stands and they're getting like 10 15,000 people right they're practically giving seats away and they couldn't get people there that's because nobody's really connected with those teams so and i mean that and that's that that's birmingham who had had the home team you've got you know the teams that are just hubbing out of these cities that you watch the games there's maybe 1500 people in the stands you know because the, the people in that city yeah. Don't give a damn about you know the team that's playing there because it's not their home team. Yeah, not not to plug the uh, arena team here in San Antonio, but we have more people at the arena team games than some of these you know uh, professional football games in the USFL games, yeah. right? And that's I mean that's a bad look across the board when you're piping piping in sound, you know, to simulate crowd noise, not and the announcers are talking about it. That's when it's like dude are, are you even putting on a professional show here or no. you know what is this is this an exhibition game what's going on right uh brian and i definitely did uh right there panther sold uh four dollar seats and it didn't work um so there are some there are some tough choices that this organization is going to have to make as far as you know who stays and who goes because at the end of the day they've got to be able to be financially viable right They've got to be able to make money to keep the doors open and keep the lights on. So there, there are some really tough choices again, that are going to have to be made by people that are way smarter in business than me. Um, but let's use, uh, you know, the, the roughnecks, for example, you've got a built-in fan base. People are still trying to buy season tickets for the roughnecks. And we don't even know if they're going to stick around or not. Like that should tell you who should be sticking around in Houston. Okay. Um, but ultimately, no, I, I don't think this is a bad idea to merge the two. If, if you're making the right choices and, and you're making the financially, you know, viable choices, like we talked about, I think this is a good thing. I just wish they would do it a little bit better and a little bit more transparently. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed on all fronts. You guys have accurate statements. I mean, stuff I've been preaching for six months and we're kind of rolling back into it kind of like we did last year unfortunately it feels very similar at least last year we had some kind of indication that we had the teams we had the cities we had things going but now i don't know I, i'm right there with you though and all we can do is hope yeah. for the best and hang on and and, and pray that this thing comes out not and, a complicated i do i do agree with the statement that you know march 30th is a little too late uh you know we talked a lot last year how the way that season Sorry. for for the USFL kind of starting late, you kind of ending really close to your train the NFL training camps is kind of hindering these players from, you know, resting up to go be able to play, you know, potentially get a spot for an NFL team. So I, you know, I wish that it would have had an earlier start. I think you know, 
kind of towards the end of February is, is a perfect time because, you know, right after that Super Bowl, people, people are still jonesing for football. So, yeah, because the general consensus is Super Bowl has happened. Now, what am I going to do for the next six months? Like, you know, what am I going to watch? Baseball? Come on. Right. Yeah, no, um, you know, a, a, am, am I going to watch summer league basketball? What is it? D league or E league or whatever it is. Um, there, there's a void there that spring Pickleball. football can fill. Right. And even, even we could, you know, preach the, uh, the benefits of arena football, right. Uh, Brahma babe is a, uh, a Jacksonville sharks fan. Um, there are opportunities to connect, to get you by, um, but not March 30th. I mean, that's that's just crazy, man. That is so late. And then, like Brian said, you know, let's say you've got a Max Borgie who has a breakout year and gets some serious interest from an XF or from a, uh, an NFL team. How much time is he going to get to rest before he has to report to training camp? Like a day or two? Now, some of those football injuries, man, they, they take some time. I mean, yeah. as well-conditioned as those you know, individuals are to, to come back from, you know, like, like a deep thigh bruise or something like that. It's going to take some time. Oh yeah. And, and then, so then they're going to go and try and perform their very best when they're only at 80% and then they're not going to make it. And then they're going to be stuck back down in, in, you know, the XFL. Not that that's a bad thing, uh, but not everybody wants to be Alex Perez, right. And be a spring football God right some people want to try their chance at, at the big show and so to to hamstring them like that it, it's not a good look you know so i just think they don't they don't have enough time to get it all together i mean that's what the date comes down to in my mind it's not yeah. a they just okay. need more time they're they're buying some time right now and that that's what we're seeing they could take a whole year and do it in 25. Exactly. Whole yeah, year we'll do it in 25. See how many fall off on that note. Yeah. You have a hard, steep decline. And you do that mess. I mean, true. It, you're better off separating and going through with both seasons, then coming back together just to keep some kind of legitimacy to your products. Yep. We said that before on our show. <laughs> I'm excited to see what happens. And we got to know something soon. So that's, yeah. that's it. I mean, it, it's got to be. I hope so, man. Yeah. I hope so. I will say though that with this new merger, I am excited to see like the Stallions play against some of the XFL teams, like the Battle Chickens or the Brahmas. Uh, again, San Antonio, I think, uh, was a very underrated team. I think, you know, pound for pound, we had one of the best teams in the league. And if you look at our games, we were for most of them were within a touchdown of winning yeah. those games. Some of them we were uh, that stupid DC game. Right, we lost by two because of one field goal. That much, we were that we were that much far away from going to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. That's so unfortunate. Yeah, um, but I think I think we had a powerhouse of a team. We just couldn't get all the pieces together until towards the end of the season. I would I would take that team and put it against that champion uh, Birmingham team. Uh, I'm sorry, the uh, yeah Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham, yeah, uh, Stallions. And I would love to see oh, what would happen from there. They're now they're going to be the Birmingham Ponies. Yeah, but that's because you know we we've got to build rivalries immediately. Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy! It's been fun, guys. Let's answer some questions now. 
Sure. I'm not going to give you my opinion because I've been spouting it for months and weeks now. And, and I'm tired of talking my own <laughs> crap, to be honest. So I just just know that I agree with what you're saying. And I hope for the best, man, at, at, at this point. I'm disappointed yeah. personally because Houston is, is questionable to return. So to me, that it, it, it's a little bit. It's a little bit touchy, but I try my best to look at it from a media perspective now instead of a fan. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's run into some questions. So questions and comments. So we had John, tell me, are we saying is he saying your name right or am I saying your name right? We gotta know. He's been on he's commented on the show a lot over time. <laughs> I need to know what how do you say your name correctly? Let's let's hear it now. Yeah, <laughs> but is, it, is, say, it, is it John with a J or like Jan with a Y? Yep, agreed. I want to know as well. <laughs> we'll wait till he says something. And, and I do agree with Jan. it is Jan. Uh, good stuff. Let's Jan, go, baby. Let's go. Jan, you should have said so. I've been calling you John for like three months, bro. <laughs> you just needed the loud mouth to take care of it. Hey, um, I love it, man. That's that's what it's about. Jan, Jan is he's got a great point here, right? He, he says about the reports of family staying away from games in the USFL. Caught because of the low heat, low ticket prices would not cover that. Cooler weather is better for players and crowd. Only reason I read that is because we have an audio show too. They don't see mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I, I, all I was going to say was not every team is fortunate like San Antonio or St. Louis where we play in a dome, right? Yeah. Arlington plays in uh, a modified baseball stadium. Houston uh, would have been playing. I mean, they played in TDECU, which is a great location for football but it's an outdoor stadium, right? You start getting into March and April here in Texas, it, it gets a little sweltery. Yeah, okay? real quick, real quick. Um, So there is no way that outdoor football in the spring is the best idea in May and June, right? That's not even rough. spring anymore. <laughs> yeah, so let's move it back to February where it belongs, and that way your playoff games are in May, right? It only makes sense. But luckily, you know, like Jay said, you know, we're in a dome, so we'll be sweating our ass off tailgating, but, you know, we'll be drinking during that time. So we won't really notice it that much. So it'll be fine. Hell, We'll be sweating our behinds off. The championship. I mean, I walked probably two miles to get into the facility for the championship, but I mean, that was in, you know. You know, the the dome is is not the best to get from the the parking lot to, to the entrance. Because they have the freaking train tracks right there, and they're like, "Hey, let's let's take an eight mile detour around, down, and up to, just to get to the yep. to the dome." Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I walked a while. I had my dress clothes <laughs> on. I was just sweating my ass off. Yeah. All right, let's move on from that. Let's see now. Now, Jan, I'm gonna hit this comment because I seen you made it. You said you said you need to read further into releases. I found out about the retirements from other news sources. I mean, I wasn't aware any Roughnecks retired. I just thought they were released and picked up by other teams. I know the DC Defenders had some retirements, but as far as I know, there wasn't any Roughnecks that retired, and that's that's the pieces that I was speaking about personally. Well. And again, I mean, who knows, right? Um, you know, the initial uh, uh, post just talked about the, uh, you know, the letters of or the 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 basic transactions. You know, either this player was uh, signed on waivers to this team, or he was released from waivers. Um, you had to, you know, do some poking around to find out about, you know, like Jan was saying, you know, some of the the players uh, actually retiring and stuff. Um, 
all kinds of things could be happening here. Like we really, again, we don't really know without, you know, doing 18 million hours of, of research and speculation and then having our, our media team look into all this stuff for us too, which that I'm my media team and Brian's his media team. Yeah. Right. Um, they're just, there's too many rabbit holes to go down. Right. Um, so on the surface, yeah, this looks like a fire sale on Houston's part. You dig a little bit deeper. It could be that some of these players did actually retire and that's why they're being released from their contracts or that, you know, again, because you're going to have a larger pool because we simply don't know what's going to happen with this whole merger, what teams are going to survive, or if all of them maybe are going to survive. We, we don't know. Um, but if I were, you know, the head coach or GM of the Houston team, thinking that the Roughnecks are going to be sticking around, knowing that there's some incredible talent over in the USFL, I might get rid of some of the guys that, that were kind of on the bubble that, you know, maybe we're, we're good talent, but not great talent. Cause I know that some of those, those players over in the XFL or the USFL might've been great in my, in my scheme, right? Clear some, some shelf space for some of these new opportunities. And that could it, be what it is too. It could be a possibility, but I tell you, as covering the team exclusively and detailed as I did, some of those releases and coaching changes are pretty impactful. And Please I'm tell me when Phillips is gone. No, 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 no. But <laughs> if if you look into it, there's a coach that left as well that was part of the defense that was pretty crucial for that defense. But just check it out when you get time. I don't tell people how to think. I like to just present the information. Mm-hmm. I tell you, me as a person that covered them, though. That's why I say there's a red flag. I don't say it's necessarily something's going down, but it it, it rubs me a little wrong when I see that as someone that's been so close with them. Yeah. Well, but you did say yourself, you know, Houston did get rid of their their defensive coordinator, right? I'm not I don't want to speak detail without looking, but yeah, there was a, a defensive coach that left and he, he's okay. He's coaching at a college now. He he coached at a college anyway, but right. still, I mean that's uh, but my my point is this: I'm not here to argue. I'm here to talk. You know, mm-hmm. I'm here to discuss the information that we can see, and that's mm-hmm. something we can see is those transactions, right? Yeah. And again, speculation. But if it were me, and one of my defensive coaches was gone, chances are I'm probably going to be changing up my defensive scheme, which means I'm probably going to be changing up personnel also, because it would be easier to bring in a fresh batch and teach them than try and take you know, the established regime and get them to change over to something. But that's, that's just me. That's just just speculation though. See, I'm not speaking speculation. I'm just talking the real (laughs) news, you know, that's the difference. Well, I'm not going to tell you this is what's happening. I'm just going to say, this is what I think, you know? And we won't know until we actually find out, right. Until something is made official by the league and and put out there. And then Mike, uh, uh, Mike G covers it or Mike Mitchell covers it or, you know, you cover it or whatever, like until something official comes out from the league that we can actually talk about that. This is all we can do. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. But like I said, I look at the facts of what's happening. So that's, that's why I announced that and say, Hey, keep an eye out. Cause that's a little fishy. It's yeah. a little weird. So by the way, nothing. I just noticed it. Nice job on the Memphis express football. Oh, dude, I got so much Memphis Express stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. I just <laughs> noticed that logo. I was like, man, I know that logo. Let me see if I can pull it up here. There see it that? is. Oh, yeah. look, more AAF stuff. Yeah, I got some more stuff in the boxes as well. There's just no good way to display it, I feel like. Here, we're good. I'm going to bring it back to you. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, look oh, at that off red. I love it. I love oh, it. Yeah. That's I miss those jerseys, dusty man. And nasty. I've got my flags around here too, even somewhere. I miss know? that. I, I should have gone and grabbed my uh, my beer can. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to see that as well. You guys got all the collectibles, man. I'm always grabbing something as soon as I can to put up because I know how it goes. These well, days. you know what? We've we've kind of been lucky with our at least with our football teams, and they've had uh some beer sponsorships. So and I've got the the commanders, they had their their uh, it was uh That's Amber awesome. Ale uh with it was with Alamo too, right? Wasn't it? Yep. Or um yep. The the gun the gunslingers they have a beer and then obviously the Brahmas have their the golden nail with Alamo Brewery so yep you know at least, at least our teams are getting in with the with the the beer uh, breweries around the city so that is so, sweet I wish we had more of that my way for anything well I mean if you find uh, a good local brewery they they might because that's what uh, uh, Beehawk Live did right they We've found. Got- uh, wild son to do their own beer but tell me about this pj jersey story so which basically i found it on online there was a fan selling it and uh contacted him and worked with him and ended up getting it for a good little deal there um but yeah it's one of the last ones that i'd say it's legit you know i mean i don't you don't see too many of them pristine condition i got it they actually sent that picture with it too. It was part of the package, but man, nice. yeah, I enjoy it. it. It's it's a good little memorabilia to keep, and it's cool when you look at it to think, dude's still in the NFL. You know, he may not yeah. be starting, but he's still there doing his yeah. thing. Oh yeah. Now, um, kind of along the same line, I'm a little bit jealous of uh, the the Mariachi San Antonio. He got, and I don't know how he got this. Cause he hasn't told us the full story, but he got an actual game worn helmet from the commanders. That's badass. Yeah. Now you can find them on eBay. They're going for about three, 400 bucks. Right. And, and they're official, you know, they've got documentation to prove that they were game worn and whatever. Um, but he got his, somebody hooked him up, man. I don't know how he did it. That's insane. Dude, the fan and, groups are a great place to find stuff if you if you're looking. It, like you guys have your own groups. You've got multiple. You do, yeah. I know. And then there's some good resources. There's some toxicity too, for sure. But there's also a lot of great fans that really love their stuff. Oh yeah. Um, Mike G. No, not not the little helmet, but an actual <laughs> full size Commanders game helmet. So. Yeah, Jorge did have a little helmet, and he put it on top of his head. And you know, it was it was a game worn, but he put it in the dryer, so it shrunk. Oh, okay, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. That makes okay. Sense. Hour and fifty seven minutes. It's time <laughs> to go. Yeah, <laughs> fellas, I, I appreciate note. you coming on tonight. It's been great, good conversation. Look forward to seeing what you guys put out in terms of content. Um, like I told you, and we met separately, I've got stuff in the works for expansion. We were doing some stuff with the show and the contributors and everything. But, man, it's been so crazy busy the past couple of weeks. I haven't got things done. But look forward to sharing your content, getting the word out some more, and getting you guys on here for some good takes and, and opinions. And when the season kicks up, I really look forward to this network that we've established, being able to jump on a show and talk about this subject or talk about this game or whatever. So, Oh, yeah. Keep yeah. doing your thing, fellas, and, and I'll be watching and, and sharing and doing anything I need to, to help you. So just let me know. Well, well, appreciate you having us on, man. I mean, hey, it's been almost two hours. And it doesn't even feel like it. We've just been talking the whole time. So 
it's always yeah. a good time it's always a good time man it, it when you know it flies that's when it's good you know what i mean yeah. oh yeah and and you know likewise thank you first of all for having us on and you know we're definitely going to be sharing your show to our page as well that way you know people who maybe love the sport and aren't so dedicated to one team or like one state you know they can get plenty of information from you guys so you know whatever we can do to help you guys out as well we want to make sure that we're supporting you and then by the way make sure you get where's my finger here make sure you get her on your show um brahma babe has a very very great take you know first of all being a female fan second of all being a female super fan um and all of her experience with the the nfl and and you know she's got stories that's all i'm gonna say but get her on get her take um she's got some great stuff great content to share with you as well definitely gonna get her on she's actually been introduced as a contributor also i just haven't had time to work with it yet and actually introduce her officially but yeah check for her depending on the schedule i'm hoping to have her on this next week for the next episode before christmas hits you know so we'll we'll see what happens but definitely yeah she's great great valuable resource i mean i feel like that for everybody man Mike G, Avion, Demarcus, you guys, X Fan, all all the guys. I love everybody, and let's just keep up the collaboration, the networking, and stay positive. You know, you got it, baby. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you guys. I'll share everything. Keep going. Keep rolling. I'm not gonna go horns forward, but um, (laughs) XFL forward. (laughs) Express up. I don't know. Be good, fellas. I appreciate everything. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks it, man. Well, man. You're Thanks. a good one. <laughs> Great show. Appreciate them. Good conversation. I enjoy it every time. Different guests, different takes, different opinions. Good, good to do. Um, going to say thanks to XFL and XFL board as normal. Appreciate you guys. Let me cover the league XFL and XFL board. Check them out. Great resource for news and anything else you may need along the way. Some good articles have been put out by them recently regarding these signings and letters of intent and such. So check them out and, and just see what you think for yourself. I'll include some post links um, with the notes to the show also. So they'll be there for you. Easy to find. Uh, thinking so the 23rd i'm gonna have a christmas episode look forward to that come check it out 8 30 p.m 9 30 p.m eastern so 8 30 p.m central 9 30 p.m eastern check it out we'll be here i'm um, hoping to have a couple guests but we'll see what happens gotta check some schedules oh uh, trying to think if i miss anything else we're doing the expansion thing, guys, and there's a lot going, and it's exciting, but it's a lot of work. I've been busting tail trying to get it done. Should be done soon. Should be done soon. And and you'll see a lot of these guys and girls that we're getting on here and talking to and, and discussing things with be sharing their content. We're going to be working together, networking, doing things. Now, we're not going to have like a legitimate partnership, but I think it's really good that we all collaborate and, and be there for each other and and get the xfl name or usfl name out there i feel like everybody has a place whether you're like an opinion podcast a a news station network um you know you're you're getting a podcast for just information whatever so every everything helps in garnering and getting these fans into the xfl fold or usf fold or usxsfl fold whatever the hell it is at this point but guys um yeah check in for that i'll post something on social media for that episode should be good to go. Uh, 
I think I'm good. I'm tired. It's been a while. It's been two hours. So appreciate you watching. Appreciate you following. If you have anything you want to discuss or anything you want to talk about, shoot me a message, shoot me an email. All my contact information is available through the notes and, and I'm up for talking. So it'll be a good thing that, you know, we want fan interaction. We want opinions. We want discussion. Just don't get toxic and that crazy. But that's it for me. I'm out. Be good. Take it easy. Be safe. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good night, everybody. Happy Monday. <laughs>